Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Phillies are the best team in the world, and the New York uh, teams made trades. The New York teams made trades. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. We got Trevor in the middle, young Jake wearing shades and producer BBD behind the dish. It is episode number 518, July 29th. So we're closer and closer and closer to the deadline, which is August 2nd. We've seen some trades go down already. We've seen some teams run away from the postseason contention and others inch closer and closer into the fold. So I'm excited to chat with you guys and talk some baseball. Jake, how goes it? James, Trevor, Big Baby David, uh, Joe's McFly changes profile picture today. Chris Rose, a lot of good people. The whole company, John Boy Media, everyone listening, everyone's families. Andrew oh Benintendi, God. the new Yankee. Thanks for joining us today. Excited to talk baseball with you guys. A little bit of a funky one for me, man. I mean, it's still the calm before the storm, right? Like, this feels like we did the pregame. Like, we, you know, everyone got together, had their pre-drinks, a little flip cup, maybe a shot here or there before you get in the, the Uber to head out. Now it feels like we're in the Uber or the taxi. We're heading to the party. The trade deadline is coming up. We're just not there yet. But we had a couple things happen. And man, I just want to know who everyone is dancing with. Luis Castillo, where are you playing in a couple days? Jose Quintana is supposed to start tonight for the Pirates. I hope that doesn't happen. Get him on a good team. Sorry, Pirates, that hurt. But, man, I, I'm so excited to get past this deadline so we can actually start setting up our war battle scenes, Trevor. Oh, I see where you went with that. The problem is sometimes, or actually most of the time, the pregame is always better than the party. So I really hope that's not the case here. I'm hoping yeah. we're getting a banger of a trade deadline. The names that are out there are insane. We know Juan Soto is supposed to be traded. They came out today and said they're going to offer him one more deal. If he turns that down, he's getting traded. That's what Hector Gomez just put out there. Otani is on the market. No. This is insane, dude. So I'm, I'm hoping we didn't just have a few shots. What do you drink? Like 1942, little tequila, chase it back. And then we get to the party, and then we're like, this party sucks. Let's go back to the house and play some beer pong. I am I worried get, about that, Trev. I hope we get like a real deal party. Right, James? I agree with you. Uh, I I think the pregame is going to be much better than the party this year. A little bit. Like you said, Otani's on the block. Just straight up don't believe that at all. Uh, you said, and then they're saying like the Indians are like, we'll trade anyone. It's like, or the Guardians like, get shut up, dude. Stop stealing other people's moves. And the Reds are like, you know what? Maybe we won't trade Castillo it's like well you will you just you're trying to get more leverage I feel like this is the last 
gamesmanship window mm. uh and this weekend it's like all right all the bluffs are done do we doing this or we're not doing this and we're just in this window now which i kind of dislike where both sides are pitting the media to say empty threats or dumb stuff oh maybe they won't trade them everyone's available it's like nothing matter nothing has mattered in the last four days besides the two trades that actually happened and for me in my opinion Okay, that's a pessimistic take, but I, I'm on your side more than the other, James. I, I do think we're going to get some trades. I think Juan Soto's gone. I do. Uh, I think Juan Soto's gone, and I think Castillo's yeah. gone. I'm just saying, like, everyone's bluffing or bluffing a bluff right now with it, all these updates. It all circles around Soto for me because that would be one of the biggest trades in Major League Baseball history, and that's what we're going like. That's forty forty club. We got the invite. We're rolling up. It's going to be lit, maybe. I know nothing, but dude, I I just I want to get there so bad. It's honestly, it's the it's one of the only times of the year that other stuff around baseball matters more than the game. So that's where I'm a little shooketh. Okay, forty forty club, huh? Yeah, I feel like that used to be a right thing. Now? Did you ever go? I've been there. Long time ago. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That, like, was the thing. I don't think it is anymore, but maybe we're bringing it back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know where the hot spot is in New York anymore. Well. Up, Upper East Side, your house, baby. Oh, and there's my address. Uh, should we know what's a hot spot in New York these days? Flushing. Should we do the National League? We should. Nate Steele in the chat said, Jimmy went from rumors or my gospel to the only thing that matters is things that have actually happened, which is true because you. the rumors started turning into all the things I hate every year about rumors. <laughs> like just both sides for like one week, all the rumors were on the same side. Everyone's going to get traded. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a blast. And then we had a week of all this backpedaling and teams that weren't in the mix being like well what if we get in the mix and delay your time like can we be invited to the trade party it's like guardians shut up butt out you're not trading bieber so stop acting like you are that's how i felt that's the one that really i was like really we're just nonsense now and the otani stuff i feel <laughs> pretty happy about not being happy with the guardians front office because chris rose thinks they're buyers they're they're trying to tell people they're sellers which has to be Good vibes for the team. So my hate for the Guardians front office continues. Same. Can I uh, throw fans saying they're buyers and they're publicly being like we're sellers is hilarious. <laughs> you know how like everyone's always like it's time for the Yankees to start acting like the Yankees. Mm. I believe that now. Cash God, go get your fucking guys. There are two guys out there that makes. It'll make you the Yankees. Go get one of them. My goodness, dude. You've been at the GM for 50 fucking years. Trev, you've been watching the Jeters doc at all? I have, and I want to. I'm not against it. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. Dude, we, you, me, we should get a crew that like all presses play at the same time because Joe's live commentary is so good. And, dude, the Steinbrenner stuff is un. Believable, and you would love it. After, dude, after they beat the Red Sox in the 03 CS, he was at their team bus giving them the double birds, Trev. 
Can you imagine if that happened today? He's an old I man. Double birds are back. The, the double birds are back. Double birds. They made a back. huge comeback in 2022. <laughs> David Ross just was doing it last night. Yeah, how about that? Somebody off. I, <laughs> how about that? I don't know what was going on there, bro. Let's get through this NL. Let's go. The double birds are back. That's nope. true. No, what else Shout out Teddy. Home. It's his birthday today. Teddy! Happy birthday, Teddy. No, what else? Seven years old. Teddy. No, what else is how back? Old? Seven? Seven. Yeah. Better baseball player than Zoe. Shady Rays are also back. I'm wearing my pair of Shady Rays right now. They are changing the way you wear sunglasses outdoors. I'm also changing the way you wear them indoors. They have their backed and lost and broken replacement guarantee. I told you guys, I sat a pair of my Shady Rays the other day. I'm getting a replacement in. These are just another swaggy pair. I actually, someone left these at the warehouse. I've been wearing them. These might be gyms. I'm sorry. I, I feel good in them, though. Probably. Uh, and what you should do is get yourself a pair of Shady Rays. As of today, it's still July. We got a lot of summer left. There's a lot of sunshine Come on, coming. dude. Use Come on. code TALKING for 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades at ShadyRays.com. That's code TALKING, T-A-L-K-I-N, for 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Thank you, Shady Rays. We love you. We love the NL. Tell me when the music starts. Now. You're live. The Braves and Phillies played three games, and the Phillies won the first one. It was an error fest, or just uh, it was a weird hop fest, and then a big home run at the end of Minter. The Braves win the middle game. Strider with the great outing. His ERA's below three on the year. How about that? But the Phillies win the rubber match to... Take the series. They are now in the mix, and that is fun. Nationals and the Dodgers played three games. Nationals won the first two. Andy comes off the IL, wins the third one. I got to think Dodgers are kind of in like, let's get, let's find our team out and then go mode. And the Nats are like, let's show off because scouts are here for Soto. Imagine if a team sent a scout to Soto. You know, they always send scouts to teams that they want to. Oh, we, the D-backs sweep the Giants. They bunted on him every at-bat, and the Giants threw the ball away every at-bat, basically, from the highlights I saw. Cubs swept the Pirates. Half and Contreras had a really nice hug. Really nice hug. Last game together at, at uh, Wrigley, potentially really nice hug. Marlins and the Reds split four games. And that's it. That's the end of the wrap-up. You got some. You want me to get standings? You want to go on a little cafe run? I definitely need caffeine, but I have the standings up, so I'll, I'll give them to you. Okay. The not a lot of NL. The, I mean, the the Braves they lose the game by by uh, losing to the Phillies. They're now three games back in the East, and the Phillies did they lose last night? Because that would be they they beat the Pirates yesterday. Uh, well, it says they're nine and a half back. 
in the East. I guess I should start just giving wild card standings here instead. Because the Phillies are now tied for the wild card, I believe. The third wild card. But that doesn't take yesterday's game, which was a new series into account. So I'm all I'm all twisted up. Okay. I think it does. The uh, Brewers yeah. are in for yeah. Philadelphia and St. Louis are tied for that last wild card spot. Nice. The Brewers, they gain a game over the Cardinals in the Central. Good job, Brew Crew. Dodgers, they lose two out of three, so their lead is only 12 games now. And the Giants are, I mean, 17 and a half back in the West and have dropped to out of the playoff contention by three games. So Giants kind of are out. In my opinion, that's going to be tough. And the Phillies are in the mix. Phillies in the mix, baby. Yeah. Rob Thompson, top are doing it. Jimmy, you have some, I don't know if you wrote these notes on the Phillies. But yeah. Rob Thompson having some fun with, like, uh, you know, the reporters back there talking about this lab he's got. What's up with that? Um, oh, we'll look at it. We'll go in the lab. I've got about moving. Um, it's about moving uh, Alec Bohm up in the lineup. Uh, he said, uh, we'll look at it. We'll go in the lab. I've got a lab back there with little white rat, little white rats and cleats on and lineups. Which he's I like. Got- I don't like when managers try to be funny, but like I can see that coming out of his voice or out of his mouth. And then I started to think about little white rats with cleats on, and that's where he got me. What like, do you I mean like, try to I be like funny? That visual. Okay. Okay. We're I like it. Gl- we're a little glitchy here, so I'm not really yeah, getting the full sucks. Jake effect. <laughs> it is uh, so hard to talk when I can't see you guys. Um, I just, I, you're stuck right now. I just want to smack your face. I think we're going to have to go like one person talks for a while and then response, response. Combos are tough. Can't see or hear you guys really. But we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I like that answer about that because Thompson knows he doesn't make the lineup and everybody asking the questions knows he doesn't make the lineup. And it's a funny way of saying like, I don't fucking know, dude. If the guys in the other room tell me to bat him lead off, he's lead off. (laughs) Don't ask me. Go ask the Sam ner- Fold. The nerds in the white labs lab coats make my lineup. So just butt out. I I, I like this fact that it, under under Rob Thompson, the Phillies are twenty nine and eighteen. Whether they got you know whether he's managing better or just getting rid of the manager lit a fuse is probably a debate. Or if neither of those are really the the caveat the, the thing that happened there. But I really like this stat because you guys know I like how do teams play against good competition? The Phillies are 21 and 16 against the five teams ahead of them. The Dodgers, Brewers, Padres, Cardinals, Braves. And it's not front loaded or loaded against any one team. They have a winning record against a lot of those teams, which is important in the wild card era, Trev, because say the Cardinals and the Braves were to be tied for the last wild card spot the Cardinals and Phillies, the Phillies would get it because they have the head-to-head. There's no game 163 this year, or there's no game 163. It's just straight head-to-head. So that's interesting and cool. 
It is cool. I mean, that definitely means something because you're getting all the games at home. I don't know. Are they really good at home? They have splits like that. I know some teams are. I don't I have to pull it up for the Phillies, but um, that is that is a nice stat. You want to win games against good teams. We like this Phillies team. And Dave Dombrowski says that he's going all in. What moves can they make? I don't really know, man. They're game over 500 at home, 26 and 25, and 26 and 22 on the road. We're so focused on Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, Luis Castillo. Where are these guys going to go? But the reality is that there's a lot of other guys that are out there that can really help a ball club, and we haven't been focusing on them enough. Uh, but when these trades go down and we get through August and into September, you know, those little trades, you know, the, for a, a setup guy or like um, a bullpen dude that, you know, whether it's a platoonish type guy, like a guy that can get a lefty out or, you know, whatever it may be, there's going to be some players that really change the landscape of the season. And it's probably, I mean, it can be Otani and Soto and Castillo and those guys, but most of the time you see the little pieces make the biggest difference. So I'm, I'm I think that's what the Phillies are going to have to deal with. I don't think they're going to go get some of these big names because I don't think they can, um, unless they start eating some money. Cause I don't think they have the prospect capital to do it. So they're going to have to work in the shadows. Old Double D's going to have to get down in those shadows and, and find some players, but I'm very intrigued by the Phillies. Very, very intrigued. I love that Bohm is going off. That makes a big difference. Well, the, the other term in play there is risk, right? I, I mean, Dombrowski and these Phillies are in, and there's, like you're saying, there's a lot of players we haven't talked about at this deadline. It's so fun to talk Soto. We could talk Soto all day. Uh, a lot of our stuff on John Boy Media the past week, week and a half has been about Juan Soto. And guess what? I've loved all of it because it's so fun. It's so fun. And that's what John Boy Media does is fun. Will Juan Soto be on your team? Will a 23-year-old Hall of Famer <laughs> join your team and go into the Hall of Fame on your team and have that number retired? It's an awesome thought process. Uh you're right. There's probably a lot. There's so many smaller moves between bullpens or just getting innings or a guy that can platoon or fill in whatever spot your team kind of needs. You wonder if there's contract guys that get moved or salary dump type moves where maybe the Phillies can take their chance that way. Because like you're saying, the prospect capital hasn't been the strength of the Phillies for a while. But like you guys are saying, there's a lot of good numbers around these Phillies. There's a lot of things that can get you excited. They've been... One of the most exciting teams on paper, high-end talent-wise, that, yeah, man, they are such a wild card uh, this, this playoff season, trade deadline season. And by the way, they've been without Bryce, right? We, didn't we think there was a chance that they could be where the San Francisco Giants are right now, or even worse? And we'd be saying that, you know, these Phillies, they lost Bryce. It kind of fell apart. What can they get rid of? Instead, they're going to get Bryce Harper back. They're going to be a part of this till the wire. And I wouldn't be surprised if our, my guy Dombro, you know I'm, I'm tougher on him than I probably should be. Just a weird little guy that talks baseball. Uh, but Dombrowski, he's going to make a move. Uh, and it's probably going to be, the I would, if you had to bank on a team making the most off-the-map move this deadline, it'd probably be the fight in fills for me. You have Dombrowski as little? No, I'm a little guy. He's tall. That's why we oh. beef, dude. Yes. That's Yeah, that was mm. my confusion. My bad. The Braves, 
anything on them. I mean, they they were a game and a half out last we checked in on them. They lose these two to the Phillies. There were some weird plays. Did you see the Stott ball that uh, took an odd hop and went under Olsen's glove? Yes. Trevs? Yeah, he tried to kind of like sidestep it, expecting the big ha- the big bounce, and just stayed down on him right there. But that's that's a tough one because it has so, so much top spin on it. Honestly, if you're Olsen, you got to do a better job getting further behind that ball. You got a little too close to it, but it's tough to judge that when a ball's hit like that. And it's so I guess that's the second hop. Uh, you either got to go try to get it on one hop or short hop it or move way back. Uh, he kind of put himself in no man's land there and then he just got busted. I know it's a bad hop, but he could have played that better. Such a it looked like it hit a rock or something. Like it was crazy. And for two runs of scoring it. And then Stott gets the big home run later on against Minter, who was only his second home run he'd given up all year. And uh the Phillies played some good small ball ahead of him. They put on a hit and run, got the grounder ground ball, a big chopper to second, but the second baseman was covering the steal. So then it was safe, which sets up the three two curveball bomb by Stott. Yeah, nice looking swing on Stott too, man. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Sarah Allen from uh Braves fan. She says that day games don't count for the Braves. So oh, okay. I like that. That was that's like a good rule. Like if your team doesn't care about day games, they don't care about day games. That's fine. Yankees, Yankees did last that last year. Yeah. Yankees did that big time. I yeah. love day games. I mean, it's real mad. Um, anything else on the Braves? Like, I feel like this is like more exciting for the Phillies. Doesn't make me change my opinion on the Braves at, at all. They had a, a bad start by Morton, which was one inning where he got lit up. Uh, and he had the runner picked off and then didn't. And then they threw it away. Led to a big inning for the Phillies. So I don't know. Does this change anything for you on the Braves front? I think Michael Harris hit some more homers. I think Olsen hit two homers. Like, it's still like a Feel like Braves fans should walk away being like, yeah, we're still, we're fine. Yes, they're fine. Uh, well, let's shout out Snicker, 500th career win. Do you remember when he got the job? Like, we are like, who's this guy? He's a brave man his whole life. Yeah, so uh, I love that he's uh, had the longevity and they love him there. So congratulations, Snit. Congratulations to Snit. Let's see, the Dodgers lose... Two out of three to the Nats. The Nats, if you're talking about them, all you're talking about is trades. And it's a Soto situation. And it is Corbin got lit up. So if they're still trying to make teams bring Corbin on, which I never made sense to me, but a lot of people are saying that that's why it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's the only way. I think that's the only way it does happen. Um, Well, they, they were saying that Rizzo doesn't, if he has to water down his prospect package, they'll just keep Corbin. That that was the latest quote I heard on that. Yeah, but uh, again, this isn't this isn't a Rizzo thing. This is an ownership thing. I mean, if 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 Rizzo got to keep Juan Soto, he'd keep Juan Soto. So uh, I I think, like you said, between selling the team and and resetting this franchise, I, I think they want to clear the books a little bit. But yeah, I mean that's. That was that was tough to see. I mean, to to see his stat line pop up point two six Ernie's when you know it, there's at least conversations about it. Um, it. It's tough for him, and just as a competitor and athlete, you you hope he can find that slider or whatever whatever he's missing that used to make him a lot more successful. Uh, I love it for the Nats. They get the redemption they've wanted since the Scherzer trade Turner trade. 
But yeah, man, I mean, this is a, it's just a time of year, you know, it, the Dodgers are looking at different things. It's, it's kind of the one week a year that teams are focused on something. The contenders are focused on something more than the games. And I, I think that's why we got a lot of the results we did this past week. Yeah, and the Dodgers, they, they can use some help, man. If you like, We always talk about how deep they are, but if you kind of go over some of the lineups they've been running out there, you know, they're probably playing Hanser Alberto a little more than they hey. want. Trace Thompson a little bit more than they want. Jake Lamb a little bit more than they want. I mean, these guys are nice bench pieces, and I don't think the Dodgers want to have them, you know, in their lineup as we go into September every single day. I'm sorry. I mean, no offense yeah. to these guys. Trace Thompson's actually been pretty good, but this just tells me that the Dodgers are going to be making some moves. They they need they need I don't want to call the COVID year not a real title, but mm. I feel like they want mm. this really bad this year. Mm. And and I and you know what? I was watching uh watching baseball yesterday and just watching Trey Turner do his thing. The Dodgers have to resign this guy, right? Like or at least try as hard as they can. People are saying Trey wants to go back to the East Coast, but how can you let a guy like that go? He is so freaking good, dude. Like he is like one guy you sign long term. I don't worry a second about his like how good he's gonna be. He's just gonna be really good. So does, I didn't does, forget it's that guy. Does Chris Taylor have he's like I think making his rehab start soon, like very, you know, close to returning from his injury. Does that change it for you, Trev? Like that that's a big lift. Yeah, they, they need him back. They need they need Muncie to like kind of let's go. Like we we need you to be a middle of the bat type of guy. So their their lineup depth isn't where they want it to be right now. I think they're going to address that. I think they're going to be very very active at the trade deadline. I well, like the Reds that. already started making moves. So I like that. See one soon. Dodgers bench isn't isn't what a Dodgers bench would normally look like. Well, it's fine if those guys are on the bench, but you need that you can't have all those guys in the starting lineup like that. That's not what that's not what they set out at the beginning of the season to look like, and it's not what they're gonna look like after the trade deadline. Um D back sweep the Giants. The backs are now like eight and one or seven and one in their last eight. Good for them. Bad for the Giants. I mean, it's the same thing again. They just ran on them, bunted on them, made them play defense. And then they just, did you see the belt thing? The seventh inning, second and third runner on his bunt, like, like not like a crazy bunt, just right to belt who throws it home, throws it away. Both run score. It's like Giants and the Red Sox, man. <laughs> you love picking on these teams right now. <laughs> I, I'm not picking on them. I'm just like talking about how bad they are at fielding. Teams this, are this... teams are taking advantage of it, Trev. Like yeah. the scouting report is make them make the play, and they can't. They Do ran... you think this ends it for the Giants? Do you think this is it? Like, hey, you guys, we're not having a repeat of last year. Obviously, like. Are we now selling some people? They have to stay competitive, you know. So I don't, I don't know their rental situation. I'll bring it up. I, I would think if they have a, a rental that, and uh, teams would seek, you have to consider it. 
It feels Rosenthal. Re- it feels really similar to Boston, right? They're both three out. Uh, Boston is a is five hundred. The the Giants are half a game below. These are big market teams. Um, that <laughs> I don't know, man. I like no nobody. No real fan of either one of those teams has World Series aspirations. Like I I I think. In their heart of hearts, they're like, well, you know, it, even at your root of f- fandom and wanting to win games, you know, you you'd love to make a couple tweaks and, like you say, hopefully that the the story of baseball clicks in where if you move your your eighth inning guy to the seventh inning, he gets it better, and then that makes your whole bullpen better, and you get some ripple effects that way. Uh, the Giants, man, I I don't know, uh, especially after <laughs> I guess it's. Really similar. The Red Sox went to the CS last year. The Giants won 107 games. Now they're both these 500 teams that are playing tough defense. Uh, I don't know what you do. If you're the GM, this is uh, this is business time. Because what are we going to be saying about these teams yeah. next year? Is Boston going to be a better product next year? I, I know they definitely want to be. Same with the San Francisco Giants. So, if you're really looking in the mirror, do you make that trade for a piece that could help you next year and you get rid of a veteran and that's kind of waving the white flag? Or do you make a couple little Atlanta Brave tweaks like last year and you hope that puts something in motion that changes the whole energy of your team? Because you do one or the two. If you sit there on your hands, I mean, that's as bad as you can do. Oh, we don't like that here. We do not like idle hands here, okay? Be moving mm. those dang things. On the D-backs front, we're happy for him. Jake Snakes, I think the Snakes were in the chat earlier yeah. today in the episode. Don't know if they're still there. Cover your ears, uh, D-backs YouTube person. Merrill Kelly on the move. Doesn't that stop. seem like a logical move? You stop it. He's, he's 33 years old. He's cost-controlled <laughs> through 2025, like a having a good year this year could probably bring back a nice package for you because of that control. And you're not paying, I mean, they're not paying him anything. It's like, I think it's a two year, 18 mil plus the team option in 2025. So. Yeah. But you just know the diamondbacks don't do that. They're just always trying to win. Even when it seems like they're not. It'll be like, like for them, they're like, well, our window's in four years. Of course it is. And he'll yeah, be part of that in, window. In four years, he'll be 37. So it's like, you know, you kind of got to look at age here. Some guys can do it, a la Justin Verlander. We'll talk about him later. But seems like the right time for me. Hottest team out of the All-Star game. We're six and a half in the wild card. Just trust the process, maybe. Okay. Thank you. Two-gamer, Cubs, Pirates. Want to go there? Ooh. Nope. And okay. the Marlins and the Reds. I mean, we're not talking about teams out of it unless they're trading guys. That's what about that hug between piece. Happ and Contreras? That was, was nice. Beautiful and sad. It was nice. I hope I hope they both get traded now. Seems like they've come to grips with it. They've accepted it. And it would be weird if they weren't now. Because, I mean, Happ's got next year. He doesn't have to be traded. They should. All right. Also- I know we want to skip over some stuff, but let's 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 give a little love to my guy Jonathan India, who's been freaking red hot. First career Grand Slam, uh, sends out a tweet, gets the ball back. 
when I think about guys like him and you know the direction of the Reds and all of that, just it's kind of sad, man. I want to see that guy playing meaningful baseball. Yeah, I know. I know we talked about it with Martin Perez, uh, Ian Happ, our our friend. Like Cubs, if you're not trading him, why aren't we hearing about an extension? Because that is a uh, is he 27 or 28? A 27 year old switch hitting outfielder. Uh, who's got a career 800 OPS. He's got an 813 OPS this year. Like, either either trade him or give him the bag. Like, don't don't live in the middle. No sitting on your hands this week. Why did the, Met, why did the Cubs sign Stroman? It still doesn't make any sense. We, nev- we never knew. We never knew, bro. We never knew. Uh, we got some Marlins fans in the chat getting Always. mad at us. Your team said everyone's on the block, man, except yeah. for Sandy. Like, yeah, yeah, they're the same as the Guardians, dude. Like, shut up, get out. I of wish they would go for it. You know, obviously, Jazz on the sixty day, or that he's hurt. done for the season, right? That hurt. That hurts a little bit. Um, I'm a believe. I I love the Marlins. I wish they would have, you know, thought of this before the season when when they still had Jeets. Jeets and Kim could have freaking figured some stuff out, but they just, I don't know what happened there, man. I don't think we'll ever know. Unless Jeets decided to spill the beans, but be episode ten of the the documentary. They had a chance to be a really freaking good team, dude. Like they had a legit chance to be very similar to the Brewers. Like with that pitching, like go spend some money and bring some bats in there. Like things can things can be funny. I know you're in a tough division, but from the get go, they were not. It didn't seem like they were kind of all in on this season, which is what sucks if you're a Marlins fan. Because yes. so when are you to... gonna have that fucking staff? Like, I know you they're there, but like this is your window. This year included, man. It was. It's a tough division, I know. But what you want to know the very tweet, and I, I think it was our account, and I'm not upset about our account tweeting, but the very tweet that made me go from I love rumors to like my normal self. It was when the Marlins said everyone's available and then besides Sandy and then someone was, I think, like talking baseball, we tweeted, uh, well, Pablo Lopez would be a great get if everyone's available. And I was like, I'm out. We're not in reality anymore. See ya. I'm just waiting for the pass and button to be hit. BBD, is your finger on that thing? I've got it ready. Pablo Lopez, if the Marlins trade him, then that means they're not trying to win until 2025. And they're not going to do that because that would be, I mean, Colorado Rockies level inept. I don't know, man. Yeah. This... He's making $2 million and he's so good. And they got him for two more years. That's when I tapped out. When I saw that tree, I was like, what are we doing? That's, that, that's bad baseball and not going to happen. Sometimes I wonder if there's just like things that we don't know about. Obviously, there's things we don't know about. That I don't know about office. so many stuff, so much stuff. I st- I can't figure out air travel or Wi-Fi. Weird or Wi-Fi on don't air travel. Don't even start, James. When you did when you said about the Directv dish, this thing makes you able to have television, and you said I don't really believe that. I'm I'm with you, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I'm stupid. with you. <laughs> That's so nuts. Why man. does internet travel just like a little bit? Why can't we just make it travel more? 
Bluetooth. Oh, it only goes up to a hundred feet. Why? Make that shit go three thousand feet, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I I get like mad at the whole world when there's spots in civilized civil civil civilized civilized towns that like, oh, there's this town doesn't get good uh cell service. My neighborhood, like, I can't even. What you are guys you know talking you try to call me. about? You gotta Facetime me if you want to talk to me in my house. Like every house I see has plumbing and like electricity. What are you talking about? Put cell service where the people live. Wi-Fi should be free, by the way. Jake, it's what's like, something you don't understand? Yeah. Well, I mean, of the same ilk, I tweeted out the other time, other night. I mean, Bluetooth is the same stuff. Like, oh, I can just casually connect devices through the air, like the same way we use internet and other stuff. I don't know. Uh, the one that gets me that I know there's actual information behind is still bridges. I, I mean, how? Like bridges that go over water. I get bridges. Yeah, I understand bridges too. I understand it's like a logical them, explanation but like, for bridges. Look at th they had to dig a hole in the water and put all the cement in the hole to like stabilize it. Like I don't know, man. I get bridges, tunnels. How how do we start that? Heavy. I get I get that too. I get how they work, but like literally how'd they get that to happen? When you're in a big skyscraper, my goodness. Why do, oh, why have we only uh, like discovered 5% of the ocean? We should be putting little rovers all around the ocean that just run 24-7 so they can discover what's in the ocean. Let those be. Ocean's cool. What Anything else in the National League? Felt like all of it. Yeah, that I think was it's a good. big eye. We got also. some International League. Watch the documentary on the Brooklyn Bridge, and then you'll understand bridges. We have no it's crazy what we have no games. international league. We do have AL and IL. Yeah, international. Why We're can't not we doing minor league updates? Jimmy, I'll do an, uh, I'll do AL. You go get a cup of Joe. We'll see you back in a minute. One question. Yes. One question. California is in a drought right now. Yeah. I can't even water my grass. We got like the Pacific Ocean right next to us. Why can't we just take the salt out? I. There's I I went down that wormhole there is one day. Desalination. Yeah, like they can do it. It's all it's money. really expensive. It's all. But I don't know why. I don't know why that's not just a thing that happens. Why Why does that? Cost you know what else anything? is expensive? Like yeah. a lot of things, bro. So like many a lot things. of things are expensive. It seems to me like getting water for like your fucking the best state in the world that produces oh, okay. all of the U.S.'s fucking produce should be at the top of the list. I don't know. Speaking of the West Coast, how about the Seattle Mariners, babe? They go out and they sweep Trevor Plouffe's Texas Rangers. The Mariners, man, they've got a case for third best team in the American League. I want to talk about them a little Whoa. bit. Ty France, <laughs> him and Big Flex did it in the first one. Cal Rally. Heard me talking shit about Wilson Contreras, so he hit a game-tying RBI double. And then trade piece Carlos Santana with the walk-off sack fly. And then they finish it off with Marco Gonzalez. Robbie Ray apparently taught George Kirby his nasty two-seamer. I like that. Marco Gonzalez also with a hot take. I think Julio is the best player I've ever seen. Sure, the best player I've ever played with. Good times in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe we'll talk about them staying out west. And again, I tried to tell you guys some funky results. 
because it's trade deadline season, the Oakland Athletics swept the Houston Astros. It's the Oakland A's first sweep of the My season. A's. Trevor Plouffe's A's. Maybe uh, the most complete team in baseball right now, the Houston Astros, and they got swept by the Oakland Athletics. Pretty wild. Good job, A's. Frankie Montes, his last A's start, hopefully. Um, how about it? Some weird baseball going on. Not weird anymore. Your Baltimore Orioles winning three out of four in Camden against Trevor Plouffe's Tampa Bay Rays. The Orioles. And, man, if you believe in sports or you believe in chaos or energy, I mean, Trey Mancini, uh, he salutes the crowd on Mo Gabba Day. Um, man, inside the park home run. I mean, just craziness. These Baltimore Orioles, man. These Baltimore Orioles, they win another series. They take three out of four. They're getting away from 500, and they may be coming for your ass in the AL East. The Red Sox and Guardians split four, and that's obvious because the Red Sox are bad right now, and the Guardians have no belief from their front office. Ugly defense. The Red Sox win the bread games as the Guardians win the two middle games around it. Josh Naylor having fun always. I, I could watch him all day. And that's pretty much what happened in your American League. Nice job, Jakey boy. James, standings? The standings are that the Yankees are leading the East by 11 and a half games. Toronto, third best record in the American League. They're in second place. The Rays in third. Baltimore, fourth place. Red Sox fall to last in the division. Yikes. Twinkies. They're in first place in the Central. Cleveland, two behind. White Sox, three behind. White Sox are exactly 500. And the Astros have an 11-game lead now. They get swept, and their lead drops to 11 games. Mariners, 11 back. As far as wild card goes right now, the division leaders would be the Yankees, the Astros, and the Twins. And your wild card teams would be the Toronto Blue Jays, the Seattle Mariners. And the Tampa Bay Rays. Twins have a worse record than the three wildcard teams because the Central is middle of the country. Mm. Whoa. All right. Let's let's reel it in. And speaking I of, don't like that. Speaking of less, I'm just saying that the best team in the Central hey. Hey. has the worst record of all potential AL wildcard teams. AL, yeah, AL wildcard teams. I miss you again. That's are quoted just... as saying the twins are good. I have the clip. He has a clip. I do think they're, I do think the twins are all right. I don't know what's, dude, I can't figure out the twins this year. So if anyone wants to give me, but I talked to a bunch of twins people when we were in LA that mm -hmm. are, you know, involved with the team and close team. And I had good conversations and they were of the same mind and they're with the team every single day. And they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, some days it pitching. seems like we can be really good. And other days it seems like we can be really bad. I got to starting pitching's falling apart. Like we need, need some people there. I'm going to the games. They come to LA 9th and 10th of August. So I'll be there. I'll, I'll talk some sense to them. It'll be after the trade deadline. So it won't do any good, but 
There is a really we'll good see. there's a really good graphic. Their starting pitching by month has just gotten worse, worse. I think the first month they were third and now uh I think they're up to last. I did miss uh Royals and Angels only because uh they got shut out from this because if you were the losing team in that series, you got shut out uh seven oh six oh four oh Angels won two out of three. Um, what matters in the American League? Uh, uh, the team that we deserve to talk about in this segment is your Seattle Mariners. We've seen them turn it on. They swept the Texas Rangers. Uh, they made big moves before the season. Uh, Robbie Ray, Jesse Winker, they, Julio Rodriguez is having an all-time rookie season. They have some young, fun pitchers. They have a GM that loves to be in the action and do business. I think we're going to be talking about them a lot in the couple days. And you mentioned the Blue Jays technically have the third best record in the AL, and they're playing a good brand of baseball. They're not in my little recap here. But the Seattle Mariners, they have an argument to be the third best team in the American League. And I think if you told the Mariners that before the season, uh, that's kind of what they probably hoped for. Like Houston and the Yankees, yeah, they're they're still kind of the big bad wolves. Uh, but the Seattle Mariners are playing a really good brand of baseball. Julio seems to get better every time you see him. If you saw the highlight of the hanging slider he hit for a home run in this series, my goodness. Um, it's Mariners season, baby, and I, I'm excited to see. Uh, they have one of the more fun weekends coming up because uh, they're going to add and oh they're getting somebody they're getting somebody hopefully they're getting some buddies i don't want to make this about the yankees so just real quick Perfect. on this okay because you just they didn't said even play something. in the american league i got it i'm gonna be recapping them against the mets which they got swept spoiler alert um you really thought the Yankees were going to be where they're at before the season? I don't think that's true. There's You did not foresee a juggernaut team coming out and being this far ahead of the pack. That's not true, man. No. Right? Did Jake say that? No. Yeah, he said the Mariners knew that they were Astros and the Yankees are top of the class. That's that before the season. That was not the case. No, I, I I was more so sorry if I confused you, Trevor. I was more so saying that if you told the Mariners that at this point in the season they'd be third behind a good Houston team and a good Yankees team, they'd say, okay, that's that's a pretty good result for us. It's a very yes, – I, 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 I think them and the Blue Jays are a fun conversation right now because the Blue Jays are starting to go yet, but we're not talking about them. We're talking Mariners. Yeah, I don't know if it's recency bias or what, but those two teams look fucking almost unbeatable right now. I declared one of them dead, but now I'm watching these guys play. And really, it's Julio Rodriguez, man. Like, he is an absolute difference maker, 21 years old, dude. He's a perennial 30-30, fucking guy. I'll taste other dudes. Mm. Julio. You don't even need to say the last name. Yeah, I like Oh, that. wow. You kind of don't. If you're like a baseball fan that watches baseball. Yeah, you seen Julio? Yeah, if you're not so, a baseball in other circles, that might land somewhere else. Like, if I go to, like, a a bunch of ballet enthusiasts. And I say, well, what do you think about how Julio's latest performance? I don't know who they think of. Mm, there's probably a Julio in ballet. Someone give me the top Julio for each, like, you know, Industry. bowling. Is there a Julio up and comer? I don't like J-Rod. No. 
don't like that. I don't like any of the rods. I think that that can't, that has to be dead for like 20 years before someone tries to bring it back. K rod and a rod had a good run. Why on his baseball reference Mariners fans sound off in the chat. Why on his baseball reference page are his nicknames listed as J rod Julio and Acuna. Like baby Acuna. Is that what we're doing? Maybe. Sound off. This week has been kind of the big Twitter week of like, wow, Julio Rodriguez became just Tulio pretty quick. Saw a couple, a couple of them. He's incredible, dude. He's not good. He's fabulous. Oh, he doesn't give a fuck either. That's why I like this dude. Just smiling, crushing baseballs. It's funny because Julio Urias is really good, but Urias is a pretty badass last name that. Yeah, yeah, you just call him Urias. Yeah. yeah. Urias. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys want anything else um, there? Or keep it moving. We can keep it moving. Mariners are good. I mean, Blue Jays, are they the next team that deserves to be talked about? Or where do you want to go, Jake? Uh, no, we're going to keep it on the West Coast. The, uh, the Jays were not a uh, part of my AL. Um, so we're going to talk about how the Houston Astros... Uh, the big bad wolf. They got swept by the A's. This was what I was talking about uh, when I was referencing some of the results. When you see that the Dodgers lost to the Nationals, the Astros lost to the A's, I think it goes to what I was saying. This, this is the time of year where the games are secondary to the trade deadline as, as people are kind of loading up on their artillery and getting it ready. Um it's the Athletics' first sweep. We gave the Cubs some claps last week for getting their first sweep. Uh, happy for for the A's, and uh, yeah. But uh, either way, the story of these teams aren't changing. <laughs> for the A's, it's who's got their bags packed and is ready to go. And for Houston, it's like, well, um, <laughs> by the way, Houston's first time getting swept this year, which is also wild. Uh, and Houston, there's all sort of swirling rumors. Jim, I, again, I don't know if you put these in the, uh, the good or bad rumor, but uh, I heard they're, they're talking about Urquidy, if it can get them uh, major league help in the outfielder, outfielder catcher. Who knows if that's true? But, yeah, I mean, it, both of these teams, it's just rumor season. It's not baseball season. Wilson Contreras to the Astros. Book it. Uh, first of all, they got Swervin Irvint. Okay, God. and I read a fun stat, and this is this is how deep these front offices are going into the numbers nowadays, and just all the data they collect. The A's front office loves Cole Irvin Swerve, as I call him, uh, because he doesn't allow fly balls to left field. Got a really low fly ball to left field rate. So that plays good if you're a lefty pitcher. And he went out and stifled the Astros. Uh, then Montas had his thing. I mean, I think, yeah, you're totally right. This is a look ahead series for the Astros. Shout out the A's for doing it. My guy Pinder hits the grand slam. Voter hits a homer. I mean, this is are we, this is 2017 A's. What's yeah. going on here? Piscotti and vote back to back. <laughs> What's going on? Over awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, and then we got to mention McCullers. He started this first rehab assignment. Scary. He's coming back, guys. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I don't, A's aren't 
Astros are results. It's baseball. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they're going to trade her kitty. That's the rumor. That's a rumor. They're saying they will. They'll trade from a position of depth because they do have McCullers coming back. Um, they yeah they they want that offense. I talked about that. They want that offensive upgrade at catcher, man. And Brantley's out for a while. I don't think that he has a timetable for return. They said that he hasn't even swung a bat yet. He's been out since June and hasn't swung a bat yet. So that's not looking good. So there's a few things they can address on their roster. Obviously, center field is, you know, center field, outfield, catcher. I mean, they don't do they not have a minor league? They don't have prospects that people would want. I think, I mean, I don't, I actually don't, I think they do, but this is a way for them. You always want to deal from a position of depth. Yeah, but not pitching depth. I mean, homegrown, yeah. cheap pitching depth that you have locked up for five years. Reds would have traded Castillo. I mean, they didn't have the depth, but like, the package, if if they didn't say this themselves, and and someone would say, "What would it take to get her kitty?" The package would be huge, not but not huge, but you'd need to match it with someone who you're going to get like five years of control with. Or, I mean, he's a proven mid threes ERA guy that's been in the postseason for them three seasons now, and he's still got five years of control left. That's would seem like there's, a wild move. There's got to be some peripherals they don't like. Some data on him. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't. He's really good. Come get him from us. Pay a lot. I'm looking at yeah. their prospects right now. Let's see if I can get it up here. Uh, as far as, like, top-rated prospects, they only have one in the top 100, Hunter Brown. As of right mm. now. And he is a pitcher. 23-year-old. He's in AAA right now. Okay. Contreras deleted all the Cubs from his Instagram. Wah, oh, wah, wah. Damn. Damn. Dude, that always blows my mind that that is on Uh-oh. people's mind. What? It's just a baseball button. Not a passing. Oh. You thought it was a passing button? I thought it was a passing button. Yeah, whoa, that just whoa. got me right there. I'm on high alert, dude. I need my you boy are. Jeffy. You're edgy. Fuck, yeah. Trev's edgy. Jim's spitting. I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. No, He's I'm spitting? over Ron Darling. I'm over Ron Darling. Yeah. Did you say I'm spitting? You're spitting. What am I spitting? You're spitting, man. It's trade deadline. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's on edge. I'm doing well. I just wish I could see you and... I see know you. it, Big Daddy. I know yeah, it. it's tough to deal with this, man. I know it. You guys are fighters. Let's go. Raise Orioles. Let's move on. Let's go, boys. Yep. Uh, the Orioles, man, they they continue to go. Uh, good energy in the stadium. I can't believe Trey Mancini. I mean, he, he was on Hug Watch, and they're saying it might be his last game. Still just doesn't. If there's one thing that doesn't make sense to me, it's it's – the energy they have right now, and with that guy sticking it out through all of this. Um, but we'll see. He's he's still a popular trade deadline. The Rays are still beat up. They've been beat up. They casually got the news that Kiermaier and Zanino are out for the year. I mean, we haven't talked Rays, like, at all on this. I, I mean, Wander Franco, he's been out. Uh, the Rays have kind of been the ghost of the American League 
in this first half, and now the Orioles take three out of four, and they're, they jump the Red Sox. They're on the Rays' ass now. Usually I say this is where they want to be. This is right where the Rays want to be in the depths lurking, but they have 17 players on the IL right now. Yeah. Like that's hard to overcome for any team. Okay. And maybe this is where they want to be and they don't care about any of that, but there's going to be a season where it doesn't work out. Jakey, you said that before this one, I said it before last season. I don't know. I never know what to think of the Rays on the Mancini front. I don't think they can trade this guy. I, I just don't see how you can do that to your clubhouse and your fan base. You just can't. Because as Britt Garali pointed out, and I talked about this on Baseball Today earlier, what's the return going to be for Mancini? It's not like a franchise-altering player. No, you're it's... not going to get it. It's a purely, he's purely a rental, so you're going to get a flyer. That's not worth it uh, to give up your clubhouse leader, a guy that's showing the young guys how to go about their business and is a fan favorite and you're a game above 500 now, you just can't do it. You can't. Fully agree. You're going to get two flyers, two guys that are not in the top 20 of the team's prospect list, but showing promise. That's what you just saw the Benintendi trade and he's having an amazing season. And it was three guys like that. Rizzo last year. Um, I'm sure there's tons of examples from teams that I don't follow as close as the Yankees. But yeah, you're not going to get a name or anyone or you know. But it's still it's still prospect capital, which they value so much. But I do think they they it would be wise of them to emphasize the value of keeping them around as mentor and tutor and all that shit. All right. You think anyone catches in the wild card, Jake, in the American League wild card? Like, as you're saying, the Rays look bad and bad. Like, if the Rays keep going down, who's your team then? Because then you have the Guardians, the Orioles, the Red Sox right now. Well, that's where things... That's where the American League still has a chance to become really fun baseball in September. With a twist of, you probably won't like it, Jim, because I... There's going to be a bad team in the American League that gets in this year. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, or one of these teams changes the whole note of their season. We haven't talked about my White Sox yet. They are 500 on the nose. The Red Sox are 500 on the nose. The Baltimore Orioles are a half game over, but they've got the fun, juice aspect, so we like that. The Cleveland Guardians, we love their young talent. They're still lurking around. And the Tampa Bay Rays, maybe the ghost of the American League, if they start getting some of those healthy bodies back, if it's Wander, if it's Glass now, if the Tampa Bay Rays can look like a different team on September 15th, which when you have 17 guys on the IL, you can, then maybe we're talking about them again. Because if Toronto, Seattle, and, a, and who the Rays can be are your American League wild card, those are good teams. If we see the Rays fall off and we see maybe this gritty Baltimore team or Boston makes the tweaks they need, do the White Sox figure it out and the Twins slip? Like, It just depends what it looks like come October. And I think some of the deadline things that go down, that if you're Baltimore, why aren't you licking your chops? Cleveland's no different than you. Uh, you're gaining on Tampa and they don't have the juice right now. Like... It, it feels like the middle. Trev, you play poker. 
It feels like a poker mm. hand where you've already put enough chips in. You don't have to put, like, they just checked the bet, and they just knocked on the table, and it's like, let's see some cards. Who knows what's going to happen the next two months of baseball, but if you're the Orioles, don't trade Trey Mancini. Let's see if the Rays figure it out. See if the Guardians either trade away their best pitcher or if they add something. Like, I let the chaos happen around you. I think... I think at some point a team will fall out of the AL wild card, whether Cleveland gets hot for a little bit or Boston or the White Sox click. But yes, I think we will see a change at some point. I did not understand your poker reference at all, but I appreciate the effort that went into it. You don't play ball, I guess. Maybe that's maybe that's a me thing and not a you thing. Go Orioles, go. We got to keep it moving, guys. Red Sox at Guardians. Ooh. Two mid teams. Wow. Wow. Right? Wow. Wow. Yes. Someone clipped this. Will Middlebrooks texted me after I said the Red Sox are going to be a 500 team this year. And he said, What are you, what, what are you smoking? And I said, I just don't really believe. In this team, got to go. Like if Nick Pavetta goes, maybe they got a chance. And he was not happy with me. We're a hundred games in. Will fifty and fifty, baby. I don't know if anything's going to change either. There's been some bad luck for them. Obviously, the Chris Sale thing. As soon as they were getting hot, he comes back, then he gets hurt, and then changed everything. So bad luck. But I don't think they were ever really destined for greatness this year. I, I don't see how you could have thought that. And can I tell you something? Exactly like how I thought it was going to play out. 50 and 50, 50 wins, 50 losses is more brutal than 49 and 49 or 51 and 51. Just because it's such easy math to play. Like, oh, we played 100 games. What do we know? Nothing. Are we good? No. Are we bad? No. Just wasting everyone's time for 100 games straight. Such a benchmark moment. I'd suggest teams either be a game under, a game over at a hundred games in. That's your suggestion. Okay. Yeah, like don't that. be fifty and fifty. Don't be that neutral. Stinks. Don't live in the gray. At all, like the check marks, like after fifty games, after a hundred games, like I'd be so mad. I just feel like I wasted a whole bunch of time. No round. Don't numbers. take this the wrong way. I do love Will Middlebrook. So, I bet. Couple hot third basemen. Couple hot third basemen. Hot wives. Whatever. Mm, Devers mm. supposed to come back uh, Tuesday when eligible. Story still struggling. Um, yeah, I mean, Jim. I don't know if you saw this. They're twenty five and twenty five, both home and on the road as part of that fifty and fifty. So it's all, uh, it's all green. Uh, no red or black. Um, and I don't know, the, the defensive highlights from the Boston Red Sox are still going around. It's uh, it's not good. It's not. Don't play uh, Cordero at first. My God. Yeah. He's being punished. Go get Swerve and Irvin. Like, he, doesn't give he doesn't give up fly balls to left field? Perfect. That's right, baby. Cole Irvin, you are a Red Sox. Bogarts came out and said that they 
told him he will not be traded, which is what we expected after the international draft was shot down because they're going to offer him the qualifying offer, and you can't do that if you're high in bloom. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess we're not really going into the nitty-gritty of these games. I think it's cool to point out that uh, Shaw, who's you know, yes. been a reliever in this game for a long time, makes his first start as an opener, 733 games into the career. And that's pretty cool. MLB record. Like, think about that, you know, your day of preparation is so different as a starter than as a reliever. So I, I think that's just cool, man. I wanted to throw that out there. I also have a walk-off homer against him. It's not that big of a deal. So it's like, if you want to applaud me, fine. <laughs> it feels like you only brought it up oh, for one reason. It might have been that. Angels at Royals. This one's a snooze fest. I'm sorry, guys. Angels take two of three. Grinky's still doing his thing. Is is Syndergaard going somewhere, guys? Are you in on that whole thing? Are you in on that train? Should be. I think the trout injury is the big news out of Angels camp. Chance. Yeah, that's scary. As as we as we start skipping some of these. Ser- these series later in the year, I, I do want to highlight the young players. Like Jansen Junk gets his his first career win. Good for you, kid. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Syndergaard goes somewhere. That would be fun. It's a fun fun uni guy. But yeah, that Trout news. I mean, Trev, I I'll, I'll go with you. I you don't see a lot of reports like that, and I don't know if you've ever had teammates that had anything like that happen. I I don't know that. It just kind of punched everyone in the mouth real quick and was like, what, Trout with a rare back condition? I think we need to see like what it means, and, and I don't think he's going to play again this year. It doesn't make I, – I mean, that's just my gut feeling on this whole thing. Um, definitely, obviously, the spine isn't something to mess around with, but it reminds me a little bit, and I hope it doesn't go this way. It reminds me a little bit of when they told Joe Maurer he wasn't going to catch anymore. And it just changes your whole career path. You know, like if he has to be, you know, handle kid gloves from now on and has to DH and, and not play as uh, aggressive as a center field, like I think there's obviously still a ton of value in that, but it's it's scary, man, because this is this is the guy. And, you know, I, I have to say the same thing on these shows a lot. I've talked about this on baseball today, but. Those counting stats, man. You know, we, we're putting him up against the greats, the all-time greats. He's our one-one guy, like our generation's guy. And like we're saying he's the best to ever do it. But when you start missing games like this in your prime, and you know, the last three years, 2020 wasn't his fault, but you know, he's been hurt the last two years, like you're you're missing out on some of those counting stats, you know, 60, 70 homers in the last three years, he's probably missed out on. And does that get him away from 700? Kind of crazy to think about that, man. We we need Trout on the field. We need to have him healthy for the next eight years. Did you see oh. his follow-up to the report? He said he didn't give a shit. He was like, I think the doctor was just saying I have to prep and I'm fine. Hopefully and- that's the case. Yeah, it's very interesting when you read doctor's quotes and like he seems like he's dancing around saying what he really wants to say. And then you guys see what Trout says and it's like, what's going on here? This is weird. Weird. It's weird. I think Syndergaard should be on the move. I mean, if the Angels are taking offers on everyone, then 
they got a lot of people they can sell. I just so they're out on like they're if they're taking offers on Otani, they're out on next year too. And then the report was that they want your 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 four top prospects for Otani. It's like okay, so you're not trading Otani. You're just like getting headlines now with stuff if that's real. Like I don't know, but yeah, they got a, they got a bunch of guys they can trade. Right? Is Lorenzen still playing well? I thought he was hurt. Did he get hurt? I haven't been keeping up with the Angels. If you're the Angels, you're, you you trade him away. You trade whoever you can. Yeah, he's on the IL right now. Tapera, would he get traded? I don't know. They should trade Thor, but has he been good enough for a team to give him $8 million? <laughs> they paid him? Some... Uh, I, I don't think know. so. He's been pretty good. I think he's on the move for sure. I don't. I don't. I don't see how uh, the GM can trade Otani. I just don't see how that's going to work. I, I. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I've tried to wrap my head around it a bunch. I mean, if, if there's a trade, if their trade happens where Otani's on the move, I would love. I will. I will be so excited to read the details of it and if there's uh, with the packages and and all that stuff. But I. I can't wrap my head like. You want their four top prospects, so then they just. Like that's you're not getting them for three years. I'd give up my fucking top four prospects for Otani in a heartbeat, dude. In a but heartbeat. the way, but the way GMs think about like you want one through four. Okay, I'd be like, hey, take five too. Okay. Well, what did the Dodgers give up for Scherzer and Trey Turner? Because. You're looking at a pretty similar comp except two bodies instead of one body. They gave oh, up I like that, two. James. You're combining Scherzer and Turner to be one Otani. I like that. It's like it, did did they give up two top five prospects? Depending on where you like look, two, it was the number two one top and number ten. Two. There's one and two. Was it Gray and Ruiz? Those were the, the prospects? Yep. They gave up their number one and their number two. So what's three and four? Just throw them in the bag. So you're probably looking at that, like two of your top five, and then something, and then maybe you know another top twenty. Plus Otani uh, selling tickets, so that gets you one through four. Cindergard, uh, congrats on becoming a twin or a Blue Jay. See you there. Oh, Cindergard is such a Twins guy this year. Oh my gosh, Yankees might grab him. New York, been there. All right. I think they tried to grab him and trade deadlines in the past. Sorry, Nate Steele. This is depressing angel talk. You guys want to go interleague? Give me some IL. Is it flushing or flushings? Yes. Yes. Come on, dude. Flushing. No S. We're going to start out in New York. <laughs> Where they play the Mets games. I don't know where that is. The Yankees came into town. Did they ride the subway over there for real? Because that would be sick. It's the subway series, people. That was a joke. They get swept. 6-3 Mets. 3-2 Mets. Scherzer has a birthday. Starling Marte's doing all sorts of great stuff. Edwin Diaz is dicing these fools up four outs. He strikes all four of them out in game one to get the save. I like this stat. I put this in there myself. 27 of his last 36 outs have come via the K. That's what you want in your back end of your bullpen. Mets get the freaking sweep. 
Yankees made a trade. Joey Gallo is DFA'd, but not DFA'd. What? He's in purgatory. What is going on right now? We'll talk about Clay Holmes in the eighth. All that sort of stuff. Doesn't matter. The Mets sweep the Yankees. Go, Mets, go. Moving on to Milwaukee. Brew Crew sweeps my twins. My Brewers sweep my twins. Seven, six Brewers, ten, and four Brewers in game two. Uh, Rowdy Telez goes off. Corbin Burns strikes out 11 people. Uh, a lot of good stuff happened in this game. The Brewers are looking good. They had a little hitters meeting, a little powwow together, guys, and decided what they needed to do to get their offense going. And they have been rolling since they did that. They get the sweep against the Twins. And then this was a nice little series up in Toronto. Blue Jays and Cardinals, they split. 10-3 Blue Jays in game one. They kind of just went off. Uh, Matt Chapman has really started going. And then the Cardinals shut him down in game two. Wayno goes seven innings pitch. One earned run. It was the old guys. Wayne Wright and Pujols, number 686. He's the oldest player to ever hit a homer in the Rogers Center because I think anywhere he hits a homer now, he's the oldest player to ever hit a homer in that ballpark, which is really cool. They get the series split. We'll talk about that in detail. Moving on, Detroit. The Padres moved into town. This is, to me, an aesthetically pleasing series. I like the new school Padres look with the old school Detroit look. Tigers take two out of three. Went 12-4 Tigers. Then the Padres won the meat game. 6-4 and 10. And then 4-3 Tigers. I believe they walked him off in that last game. They did. Victor Reyes with the walk-off two-run double to right field. It was real nice there. Uh, nice little series. I think, like you said, the Padres looking ahead to who they're going to add. And then we'll go to Jake's Rocks. Kelsey Wingert's Rocks. They hosted the White Sox and they split the series. They went 2-1 White Sox, 6-5 Rockies in the second game. Elias, Elias Diaz, the walk-up two-run single. He's been mashing over his last nine games. Uh, Kopech, five and a third shutout innings in game one to get that win. They split the series. Are the White Sox good or are they mid? Find out after this, and that's what happened in the International. Where do you guys want to start, Flushings? Hey. He was working on a hairdresser and flushing queens. So let's talk about this just quick because people always say this segment turns into talking yanks. Okay. Um, there was like the Gallo hitting for IKF thing. Nobody liked that, right? No, that was bad. But this should be talking Mets. Um, I walked away from this thinking that the playing the Mets felt like playing the Astros. I think the AL is very top heavy. I don't think there's a lot of teams out there where you watch them play and you're like, this is a good team. Playing the Astros feels like that. The Mets made every play and defense, and they made a bunch of hard plays. McNeil made a play at yeah. second that looks like, like my only reaction is like, I want to do that. Like that style of play. Like when you see a guy rob a home. the middle. Slow roller, charged it through, barrel rolled it out of it, came up high-fiving uh, Lindor, I think, like right away and to get the out and threw it hard. Just cool, man. Look like a roller coaster ride. Like, I want to do that. And uh, the Yankees hit some balls hard right at guys. They made every play they needed to play. They, they took advantage of if Monty was tipping. They took advantage of it perfectly. If he wasn't, they just hit everything he put in the zone. Like, the Mets... Uh, look like a really well-rounded team. 
I would say Mets, Astros are the two teams, the Yankees, I've watched Yankees play full games against where I'm like, this feels different. This feels like a higher level of play. Okay. And the Mets get DeGrom back and the Astros get Lance McCullers back. This is like, you're right, James. I like these teams. Um, Yankees come out right away, hit two homers in the first inning, and then they answer back uh, right after that. My boy Escobar had a big series, too, with a go-ahead two-run homer there. Um, I love Diaz getting the save, the four-out save. And then the second game, they bring Clay Holmes in to face the meat of the lineup in the eighth as a, with a tie game. I like the move. Peralta comes in in the bottom of the ninth. and I think first pitch, Escobar hits a double. They bunt him over. Had the chance to make a play on, was it Nimmo? They gave him a hit on that, a single on that. that was, I think it was an error on Peralta. And then uh, Marte, easy walk-off single. Mets just took care of business, man. I agree. They look. Na- I, I have. A, I put in my notes. Seth Lugo looked nasty because he did. I'm sure you guys were watching. Did you see is. this guy like the funk? Mm-hmm. It's Thir- gross, dude. 3,300 RPMs uh, when he snaps one off on his breaking ball. Pretty nuts. And yeah, I mean the other shout out the Mets need City. Was rocking, man. Uh, and I remember when we went to last year's uh, Subway Series, the place was going nuts. Dude, That's uh, it's a really fun environment for baseball. Like, energy you can feel. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I said it all episode. The Yankees have been distracted by other things. They punched the Benny trade. <laughs> Literally, right as the game ended, our guy Jack Curry uh, tweets out, Benintendi to the Yankees. Um the Mets won these games. Scherzer shut him out. Made Judge look as bad as I've seen a starting pitcher. Made Judgey look this year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the Gallo IKF thing, you know. You can Google some videos on the internet if you want to see Yankees' reactions to that. Yeah. They trade for Ben Intendi. Yeah. So that, that's a big trade. They trade for Ben Intendi. It's one of the first, like, real rental trades we had. And then the Mets also made a trade to get um, Deal. Old Yankees prospect was gonna make was gonna like break camp and they traded him for Talkman before the 2019 season. And uh Nakin, Nakin. Tyler Nakin says it's supposed to be pronounced Nakin. Uh so both teams made trades, which is fun. Ben and Tendi, his stats are really good this year. They're exactly what they need, which is the exact opposite of Gallo. Um and then Gallo's still on the team, but an article just came out by Lindsey Adler where he talks about his career as a Yankee in the past tense. So it's very odd because they know that he's going to be off the team soon. The The only good thing to come out of this for Yankees fans, Trev, is that Chapman and Loisaga had good innings against the Mets. And those guys have looked stinky since returning and back. And uh, if that can lead into more good innings, that would be nice. But the Mets... Or the Mets played well. They played crisp. That's the only thing. Like there, I just feel like, obviously, defense is worse throughout the league. You know, wrote an article about that, and like I think that that makes for more entertaining watch. But um, crisp baseballs. Do you want to? You don't see it, it a lot. I didn't read the article. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go read that. Article I think the National League is seeing it more than the American League. Like good crisp baseball. Just straight up observation from watching games over the last couple of years is you can't just throw fucking guys out at any defensive position. And that's what teams do now. Like, oh, hey, just go hide out there. Or like, just we'll position you and try to make you into, a, you know, a utility player. 
dude, you can't do that. Like you're going to be a bad defender if you're moving all over the place. And if you are a good defender and you're moving all over the place, you're fucking special and you're getting paid. Yeah. But not everyone can do it. And that's where I, I want to give Jeff McNeil another shout out. I tweeted out, he is the perfect Met, the energy and the grit and the doing everything to win he plays with. It's so Mets. It embodies the Mets, and he's awesome, his approach at the plate. And, you know, we've talked about it when we do the all-JM team. We might have to start going, like, full util because uh, the fact that he can play second base and some corner outfield and some third if you need it and actually play it at that crisp level of baseball even if it doesn't grade out perfect in OAA, but if you can feel a grounder and make the throw, that's so valuable. That guy is an October player. He's who you don't want to see up. If there's runners on second and third Good. and Jeff McNeil's up, I'm like, fuck. He is an October player, huh? Ooh, okay. Yes. I like that. Uh, all right, Yankees got swept is the main message. They're moving on, my Twinkies. They go and get swept by the Brew Crew. Um, Brewers just did it, man. You know, Urias had the walk-off sack fly on a, you know, it was deep enough in right field. I, I don't know who was out there. Was it was it Larnark or somebody who was, whoever was playing right field in that game just threw an absolute just like worm burner home had no chance there mm. kind of felt bad for my guy tyler duffy because he made a good pitch yeah there it is james he made a good pitch but the urias just got it deep enough um and then the second game just kind of got a hold of archer in the fourth inning yelich had to go ahead rbi walk and, and rowdy our guy two three run homers in the game so he just put the twins asleep a little bit there like i said twins starting pitching starting to kind of show why they need to make an upgrade there i love my guy arch jimmy loves dylan bundy um but i think we need to bring somebody in there corbin burns like really good there was uh people always when i talk about the twins they always want me to mention duran uh he had a great sequence to adamas uh bases loaded he throws 100 miles an hour it's he's just his ball is so fucking heavy trying to hit the top of the zone so Sanchez is back there. This is bases loaded. This is in the first game, uh, still tie game. Um, five straight heaters to get the count to three and two. This guy throws like, I don't even know, like 80, 90% heaters, like just a lot. He crosses Sanchez up and throws a fucking slider three, two, right down the middle of the plate. But luckily Sanchez catches it. Guy uh, rings Adamas up, but it was, it was crazy to see that dude. Like, I think he just decided to throw it like mid pitch or something. <laughs> Gary got nasty. crossed and up San- and hung and, and hung in there. Yes, dude. And the guy throws a hundred. So it was, it My was guy. funny to see that. And the umpire usually doesn't give the pitcher that pitch because he caught it so poorly. And council was like pulling his hair out so mad uh, after that, but it was a strike. Uh, That's awesome. But yeah, you go watch, go watch the replay. If you can, it's on, it's on the highlights of the game and dude, it's, it's got to be so scary for a catcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think you're going to get 100 and all of a sudden you see a wrinkle in it. You're like, oh, my gosh. Scarier the other way. But, yes. Uh, What else happened in that series? I mean, that's pretty much it. Brew Crew, they had this meeting. I mentioned that in the thing. They had a meeting talking about taking advantage of opportunities. They did it right before the All-Star break. And since then, they've been really good. <laughs> um, 
I, I like I, that. You, you know, I hit hitters meetings, but apparently this one sparked something. The Yankees have hitter. How often is a hitter meeting, Trav? Every day? Before every series, and then you'll go over the pitcher too. Oh, okay. The big ones before every series, but then usually before each day, you'll talk about the starter, who's available in the bullpen, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Nice. Moving on, Cardinals at Blue Jays. Remember, this is the series where Goldschmidt and Arenado were not allowed to come up because of their vaccination status. So Pujols gets some starts there. He was kind of it's the homer. He was hit a a ball down the right field line, and watching him run right now is just so fun. It's like we just need more of it. It's kind of like when I see Jake do anything athletic, I'm like, this is really funny. Like you're really good, but it looks funny. Do you know what I'm saying? Very similar to Pujols the whole way. Yep. Um, the first game was kind of all Blue Jays. They've been hitting the ball. Uh, my guy, Matt Chapman, has been going off lately. He's been crushing the ball. And a lot of the articles I read were uh, Schneider, the new manager, just praising Chappie, saying he had a good first half. If you watch the games, he was hitting the ball hard. This was really unlucky. And now he's starting to, you know, reap some benefits of that. So uh, it's good to see him get going. Vlad was doing his damn thing. And then the second game, uh, same kind of, or excuse me, that was the first game. That was the Springer Grand Slam, Vladdy, Alejandro Kirk, Homer. And then the second game, Wainwright just shoved. Uh, Gorman had the solo Homer off of Gossman. And then Pujols, the same thing. Three-run Homer uh, in the fifth. 686 guys, 686 fucking home runs. Crazy. Not bad. So they split. Um, Blue Jays are looking good. They had won seven games in a row before they lost that second game against uh, the Cards. Uh, Aesthetically pleasing series for me. I wouldn't be mad if this was the World Series. I think baseball in general would be mad because it's not exactly – you know, I guess it is major markets. Oh, maybe they would be happy with this. What do you think? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I, I'd be down to see the blue Jays in the world series. That would be, yeah, that would be big nuts. Um, yeah. That's pretty good. They're both pretty good. I think that, I don't know. One of Chapman, them, one of them is great. Chapman was talking about how like he loves playing in Toronto and how the fans like he like loves the fans and and I don't know if that's just lip service but him getting comfortable scary for everybody else because that is essentially a depth piece in their lineup but he can be a middle of the order bat when he's right and I talked about it. I think I think this is I don't know this is a top two lineup in baseball right now one through nine as far as depth i think it's them in the astros i don't i think they're above the dodgers right now too you're going just straight depth in the lineup like that mm. anything right. else you guys want to add um not really yeah, kind of covered it we kind of covered it yeah two game splits by rule usually we just i just skip over those Padres at Tigers. Tigers do take two out of three. Um, Padres won the second game in extra innings. Uh, Clevenger had a good start in that game. You know, he kind of hadn't had his footing, um, but now he's done two straight quality starts. James, you love that. Uh, in the last game, Victor Reyes had the walk-off two-run double down to the last strike off Rodgers, hit it to right field. 
Uh, Scooball is apparently on the block, and there was a bunch of people watching him pitch. He had a good outing in that game as well. He went six innings pitched, two unearned runs. It was like a drop foul fly ball in the bat against Machado that wasn't very good. Darvish looks good. Uh, I think you have to be concerned with Rodgers uh, if you're the Padres. I thought it was a great move by them to get him, uh, but he's allowed an earned run in each of his last three appearances and eight of his last 11. That's not what you want. Hopefully just getting that out now, saving his sparkly clean innings for the run here in September. Um, Yeah, Padres are in on everybody. A lot of people are saying that they're the top team right now to land Soto. They've given the best package, which is nice to see. That will be crazy. You know Preller likes to make moves. He wheels and deals out there. Doesn't give a shit. I'd like to see Machado, Tatis, and Soto back to back to back. That would be really cool. That would be wild. This team, Jake, seems like a another candidate for your uh, it's trade season, not baseball season series. I mean, A, a like... It's a little bit of that. Baseball got involved here. I, I think the Padres could have could have very easily won the last one if Rodgers is being his normal stuff and we'd we'd move along. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the Padres' eyes are elsewhere. We talked about doing our uh, F one alive to drive to show for baseball, but it's the it's at the trade deadline and we get looks in at every front office. I wonder. Uh, Mackenzie Gore out for the rest of the season and C.J. Abrams being hurt right now, does that affect any of their big trade talks? Does it not at all? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, Padres, uh, you know, real people. You know, Jim, you like to filter out a lot of the riffraff. Like, Jeff Passan has been a big, like, the Padres and Soto. Like, if if it's going to happen, like, them or the Cardinals are your actual front runners. We'll see if they do it for a couple years. This was supposed to be the Padres' year. We will see. Um, and, hey, a, a little shout-out. You mentioned Preller before. Remember, they signed Profar, and we were all a little like, ah, the third third year for Profar? I, I don't know if you're going to need that. He's been really good this year, uh, and he's got now a 7.5 mil player option for next year, which actually looks really good. So, hey, some sometimes those those guys in the front office earn their money, whether it's – Luck or, or skill. Can we get a sound effect for like a nightingale update? Like, like it's maybe like, you know, the two dragons meme or something like that. Like just like a sillier, like pay off them. There it is. We just got it. We just got it. What was There's that? The that was a path in P A T H. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, it's not even new though. I just want like the, you know, just something that lets the audience know this came from nightingale. Trev's guy. He's, yeah, he said triceratops. the game. Yeah, Triceratops. That's great. Uh, Padres, Mariners, Cardinals, Dodgers is what he said earlier this morning are the final four. So Padres are in there. All right. Let's move on. And this is the last series to cover. So we're going to spend an hour on it. Uh ball getting moved doesn't make sense. And that was another one, Trev, where I was like, what are we doing? Everyone's for sale now. Everyone's oh. for sale. Although the Tigers maybe should because they botched Fulmer and Boyd so bad that maybe they're like, let's trade a guy early. Okay. See if that works out. Cash in. Who knows, man? Who knows the Tigers' direction? Who knows some of these teams' fucking directions? I'd like to have a sit-down with all these GMs and just say, point me in your direction. I need to know. I think you'd be shocked how many are planless. I need to get the reins of a team. Uh, White Sox. 
Kelsey Winger to rocks. They were battling in Colorado. They split the series. We're not supposed to talk about a two-game split, but I'm going to talk about a two-game split. Co-pick goes five and a third. Shuddy Hendricks gives up a homer in the ninth. Says the altitude gets to him, but he ends up closing it out. They win 2-1. The White Sox doing game one. Uh, the fun game was the second game. If you're a Rockies fan, for sure. We had the walk-off two-run single. Uh, by the catcher there, Diaz, and he backpicked Garcia. There's a quote from Steve Stone. said, the White Sox are about as bad a base running team as I've ever <laughs> seen. That is not <laughs> what you want to be said about you. It's a funny quote. Uh, yeah, this was a Gar- Garcia got picked off at third base, leaning a little bit there. It's I don't know what the White Sox are doing. Uh, Who Kendall said Graven, that? Steve Stone. This is a good um, – Max put this in our stats here. Shout out Max Manis. Yes, stud. Kendall Graven has wild splits when he does and doesn't pitch on rest. Pretty small. Can I can I like make that bigger? How do I do that? Sorry, people. I'm getting old here. Here we go. With rest, Kendall Graveman, 34 and a third innings pitched, 183 ERA without rest. Nine and a third innings pitched, 6.75 ERA. You got all these guys in there looking at data and numbers and shit. This, you should probably look at this number a little bit, make sure all uh, Kendall's getting a day off here. Wow. Sometimes, a lot of times we found relievers that it's the opposite. Like we used to have a campaign called Keep Britain Regular because if mm-hmm. he got two days off or three days off, he was like, he could, he lost it. So that's, Man, that's tough. Talking to relievers like we have uh, over the years as we talk to players, it's like uh, I I never thought about it ever as a kid growing up that there's relievers that are sitting out there and they have their warm-up toss and they're like, my arm hurts a little bit. And they don't get... a. To that doesn't fucking matter. Like we talked to a reliever, he was like, "I told him I had a dead arm. Like I just, I don't, I don't know what am I supposed to do. I pitched like three times last week. My arm's dead. I, I have no feel for any of my pitches. They call me up in the bullpen and I'm in. And then I get rocked and then everyone's on my ass. And I'm like, oh my god, I just never really thought about that scenario or that situation. Like we just think they have robotic arms. You got to get they old. Get to- your your body has to get old and sore, because uh, yeah, I guess once you turn thirty and you you understand like or like late twenties and you understand like recovery time. But I just, man, I just never had any sympathy for relievers. I mean, I mean you, you just we just had a blitz ball meeting about you worrying about your arm being sore. You yeah, I, I mean? can't like do that. It's, it's real, and what really they'll talk about if you talk to the bullpen guys, it's the ball comes out of like when they're fresh, like the ball just comes out of their hand differently. It just feels differently. It's more crisp. And when they are a little tired, like it just doesn't come out the same way. Sometimes that could work in their favor. It rarely does, but like that crispness of their pitches, like they're able to, you know, manipulate their, their arm slot just a little bit to make sure they're getting in the tunnel. And if they don't do that and they can't, if their arm is sore and they're not really feeling the slot like that little bit can just make that pitch run into the middle of the plate and then we're getting freaking bushes all of a sudden and yeah 
Yeah. They get, they I just to complain yeah. and the pouty lip. And then we have to listen to it as position players. And I'm like, Hey guys, I don't lump you in with starting pitchers, but if you start complaining like this, I'm going to start lumping you with starting pitchers. Then I lose the room and I get rid and, of And, and we've heard stories the other way, specifically one game where there was a guy who was told before the game, like you're down today. Don't even like you're like have mental break. You're not, we're not going to use you out of the pen today, which is nice. And I'm sure they do that a lot. And then Guy got called up. Uh, he he felt the, what I was talking about. Arm felt bad. Didn't have it. Just felt like he didn't have a grip on the ball. Told them that. So they didn't bring him into the game. And then they called the other guy who was supposed to be down for the day. Brought him in. He blew the save or the the whatever it was, the hold. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Reliever life stinks sometimes. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Coach, yes. my arm hurts. I, I, I got no feel for the ball. All right, you're in. Protect this two-run lead. Yeah, don't screw it up. You have a yeah. bad two-thirds of an inning, and in the box score the next day, it says, Loss Moylan. Um, <laughs> I'm announcing a trade. Uh, Donovan Solano to the White Sox. Um, Louis Robert is coming. He's starting to rehab. You put him back in center field. Donovan Solano is hitting 330 on the Reds' bench right now, and the White Sox uh, have room at second base, so I'm going to announce that. And it's finally time, Are people. you predicting or announcing? Predicting an announcement. Oh, Wait, I went to look it up. No, I'm predicting an announcement. Triceratops! Trade season. And yeah. then, uh, this is it, boys. Uh, they had an off day yesterday. Oakland, Kansas City, and Texas. They have their starting pitching lined up. They just got the off day for the bullpen. Go now. They're 14 and 10 in July. Not gangbusters, but good for the White Sox. Go. Go. That's it, guys. That's all the freaking teams, all the games. How do we do it? This will be the last app where we, like, do that. It has to be. No, bro. The dog days are here, man. I want five-hour episodes. Every single at-bat we're going to go over in detail. Um. So we're done. That's the recap. We got standout. Yeah. Standout performances. Santiago said, damn, Jake, I was happy for my man Solano. <laughs> you had me too. You can be happy. It's going to happen in probably like a day and a half. All right. All right. Stakes, All right. They're high. I enjoy them. Standout performance. Brought to you by the warehouse, Jimbo. You seen what's going on there? I saw that Trevor's team, Forgotten Ryan, had their first game. It was it was a former first-round MLB pick, professional baseball player, professional quarterback, Nikki Cass, and uh, Dalton the Worm Feely against our <laughs> sales team. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. Here's what we started to realize – Passing across the entire floorball, the rink, not a sound strategy. You know what? We realized that too. We just, in our broadcast tests, we like play a game and we realize that. So we always get the leg up. But that's why the new format of the Warehouse Games tournament that's going on right now, there's pool play. So it doesn't affect 
you like the first blitzball battle we did. If you lost the first game, it was a double elimination that went against you. You only had one more game, one more loss left. And so we've built in a new structure of the leagues so that you have a little buffer to to understand the learning curve. And yeah. we'll see if Forgotten Rotten can make the adjustments necessary. They have one more pool play game left and then the then the playoffs. And for the blitzball battle, too, it'll be the same thing where like pool play, then the playoffs. Go watch Forgotten Rotten versus JM Office on the Warehouse Games channel. And for every goal scored in the third period, a subscriber is getting $100. And I believe in our game, Jake, we gave away $600 gave away six some goals. We gave away some real money. We scored six goals in the third period or, or combined. I think five. In the game. Five? I think so. I thought I looked good. Yes. You looked great. Thank you. Nick I play on Cass. Monday. I mean, oh. ball on his stick at the doorstep like five times. Unreal. It looked worse on video than real life, and I it thought it looked worse. I didn't. Re- I thought I didn't, it looked bad in real life. I didn't life. remember him being that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for anyone that has been watching the warehouse games and also listening thank to talking you. baseball, thank you very much. And Trev is right. Passing does not work. So if you if you think you see a team and they're like, oh, that they're being selfish, it's team baggage was pretty out on passing. It was like, just shoot and get a rebound. It's hard to pass. I think Small most teams came, came to the conclusion, like, take a shot if you think you got it. Yeah. All right. Do I, I get to go first. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. Wow. I'm going to go Max Scherzer. Because it's nice uh, symmetry for me. On Talking Yanks, we give out a Pride of the Yankees and a Yankee motherfucker after every series. And I gave Judge the motherfucker because he went 0 for five in a rubber mat or in you know in the to not to get swept. And like Jake said, Scherzer made him look as bad as I've seen him look. Scherzer makes everybody look bad. It's not a surprise. And Scherzer looked great. And it is like a devastating feeling facing him. When he's on, all you can do is hope he gets tired and the manager leaves him out too long. That's how I feel. Like with Verlander, I think Verlander is better than Scherzer. Like, or I don't know, like Verlander, same exact level, if not. But you can run into a Verlander fastball. And I just, and I'm like, if someone just runs into one, but I just don't get that feeling at all with Scherzer when he's on. I'm just like, you just got to wait this out, man. He just is demoralizing when he's on. He's smart. I think that's the thing. Like, you get some guys that have the stuff, but don't, like, Scherzer can just look at a hitter, see, see like, the swing he takes. He's kind of like a catcher out there, looking at the swing you take, Looking how even if you take a ball, how are you taking that pitch? You know, obviously he's reading the data before the games, but he threw a bunch of breaking balls to Judge because like Judge can't hit his breaking balls. So he's like, I'm just gonna keep doing that. And he struck him out what three times in that game? I think so. Up to Judge to make the adjustment. So like he'll see Judge start to sit back on that breaking ball, and then he's gonna go up top with a fastball. Like this is the chess match. He's always seems he always seems to be just a little ahead of the hitters, man. And he kind of stuff that place. Yeah, he, he kind of did that second and third at bat. Uh, he started him off cutter, like right over the heart, and two seamer right over the heart. 
but Judgey just wasn't looking at him, and then Judge ends up swike, swinging at a pitch that's three feet out of the zone by the end of it. It's, it's artwork. It's artwork. Yeah, it's very good. Speaking of artwork, I'm going off mm-hmm. the map a little bit. Uh, a guy that's been in the ire uh, of this team's fan base a little bit, Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, the Red Sox were putting on another stink at Fenway. My God. Uh, and Bobby hits two home runs. He goes two for three, uh, two homers, five RBI. And, uh, man, I know Bobby, he, uh, Red Sox fans have not been in love with him this year. And, and for proper reasons. I mean, I, I think the offense has been bad. I think like a lot of the defense, it ain't been good. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. Early on in the season, I think a month, month and a half in, I did, you know, guys to watch out for the bounce back or or guys that were going to break out. I mentioned Bobby Dahlbeck very briefly because last year, Bobby went nuts in the second half. Um, In the first half of last year, he was a 673 OPS guy. Pretty similar to what he's been doing this year. Last year in the second half, he was a 955 OPS guy. So I don't know. Uh, I hope, uh, I don't know what Bobby Dahlbeck is fully going to be about, but I know in the brief second half this year, he's already got three homers compared to seven in the whole first half. He's got an 854 OPS. And I don't know what it means. I know Red Sox fans were thinking he might be traded. Maybe he's boosting his trade value a bit. Or maybe he can be a part of a Red Sox second half where there's, if you're looking for the tone to change, a young player like Bobby Dahlbeck playing a much better brand of baseball would help them. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I know he's he's been he's been in the target of the barrel all year for a lot of Red Sox fans, but maybe he's just a second half guy. That's who he is. So I'll go Bobby. Where's he from? Bobby Dahlbeck is from Seattle, Washington. Well, but he went to high school in Colorado, so I don't know. So he likes the cold. So what's his excuse? I don't know. Oh. Shout out Bobby Dahlbeck, hot boy. Some people in Boston have always loved him. How about that? Wow. Ooh, okay. I'm going with Rowdy Teles. Mm. I mentioned him already earlier in the game that they beat the Twins. He had two homers and six RBIs. I believe it's the second time he's done that this year already. Uh, Two-homer game with six-plus RBIs. He joined Ryan Braun and Jeff Jenkins as the only Brewers to do that in a season. So nice company right there. This is how I feel about the Brewers offense. Because, like, if you look at the numbers as a whole, it's, it's not bad. But they don't have a guide to carry them. Although I think that's okay. Like, they're going to have to be one of those teams that relies on, like, different guys stepping up. One guy can carry you this series. You know, whether it's Rowdy, maybe Hunter Renfro carries you the next series. The next series, it could be Willie Adamas and so on and so forth. You kind of get where I'm going here. Rowdy uh, making, like, a mill and a half this mm. year i always tell people 30 homers seems really easy you got six months to do it you hit five every single month that's all you got to do rowdy Teles has averaged five homers 
per month. He's got five in July already. I believe there was another month with five, and then one with six, and one with four. Rowdy, two more months of five homers, bro. You will get to 30, and, dude, that's just a benchmark for players. So I, I, I root for Rowdy. He's one of our guys. You know that. And this Brew Crew, if they don't go get that offensive upgrade that I've been promised, they're <laughs> going to have to rely on guys to do it, you know, at different times. And Rowdy's going to be one of those guys because the Brewers are going to be in the playoffs and the playoff hunt, and we're going to see Rowdy Tellez have some fucking massive moments. I'm pretty happy about that. Happy for Rowdy. He was a good guy when we met him. He's funny. Well... Quick slump watch. Slump watch. I like. I want to be here for this. Okay. It's a quick. It's a band aid now. Band aid. Just for all our fantasy baseball players that want to know, like these guys are having a tough time. Marcus Simeon, zero for twelve. Oh, Corey Seager, same team. Damn. Zero for ten. Who'd they play? The Rangers got swept by the Mariners. J.D. Martinez, 0 for 10. Doesn't want to be traded. Mm. Let's, let's just stick around. Will Smith, 0 for 11. Travis Darno, 0 for 8. Doesn't know if it's only 8. Two games. Unless he got taken out. That's Slump Watch. That's all. Mm, From Rangers, J.D., Will Smith. All it is. All right. Now Dirt on to the guys that are on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Heimer Candelario. He went eight for 13. It's actually Jamer, which I thought it was Heimer for so long. Uh, eight for 13 with three homers. Jose Miranda, six for wow. eight with a homer. Way to be. Xander, six for 13. Happy. Not getting traded. And get to reject a qualifying offer. Luis, actually, they do it differently, right? The Dodgers is where they say it's like Urias, and then this is Luis Urias. Four for six, two home runs. That's probably wrong. Tony Kemp, six for 11 with a homer. Nate Lowe, four for nine, homer, two doubles. David Peralta, Jake's guy. He went his height. Is he short, Jake? No. Damn. Five for eight. Five for eight with a triple and two doubles. Cal Raleigh. They're excited about him. I saw some people yelling that we said like Contreras might go to the Mariners last app. They were like, we like Cal. They like Cal. And I never said that. Who I said, said that. it then? I, didn't I don't say know. That. I said that. Jake said that. Adolis Garcia. <laughs> Not hot enough to read the stats. Damn. So that's Slump Watch. Nice, James. And in Fuego. Yeah. That was in Fuego, yeah. And in Fuego. One about four. And Natalie Garcia had a nice series. Yeah. We got awards next, Jake. You, you look like you have an award written down. I do. I do. I'm giving out the Mystical Birds Award. It's something I mentioned briefly uh, in the AL. Uh, the Orioles had their first ever Mo Gabba Day. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh-huh. 
Um, he was a kid uh, who unfortunately uh, passed away, but has become a little bit of a Baltimore sports legend uh, because uh, he was he got cancer very early on, a um, lot of time in the hospital. Uh, but while he was there, big sports fan, huge Ravens Orioles guy, and he was calling in uh, to all his favorite morning radio shows. Mom had no idea, and then they tried to reach out to him because they liked him. Uh, and then it became this whole thing that the Orioles, uh, they had their inaugural Mo Gabba Day uh, against the Rays. And we've talked about this with the Orioles before, that baseball and sports in general, there's a little bit of mystical powers that go around. Sometimes stuff happens. The Orioles triple is a thing. Uh, Adley Rushman, Machado, and I think Weeders, all, all in their first at bat, hit hit big triples, and it's it's kind of this crazy Orioles top prospect thing that how how the heck has that happened on the first ever Mo Gabba day Trey Mancini the kind of the heart of the Orioles the guy we spent a lot of time talking about hits a fly ball to right pretty routine fly ball outfielder just misses it bonks off his head head straight to the corner the ball is so far gone and you go oh my god Trey Mancini, the guy who's on hug watch and the crowd's giving extra love to anyway, he's going to have an inside-the-park homer. The ball bounces so far away that I thought it was going to be a walk-in inside-the-park homer, not to give a shot at my guy Trey. Uh, it was pretty bang-bang at the plate. The ball might have beat him, uh, but Trey gets his foot in there, and he gets the inside-the-park home run on Mo Gabba Day. Uh, and just when you put all that in the bucket, man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, shout-out to everything the birds are doing. They're over 500. Keep Trey. Don't do it. Keep the juice going. And uh, how about an inside-the-park home run for Trey Mancini? Shout out Trey. Do not trade him. I also forgot to give a shout out to our, our uh friend Britt Garali, who's like having a baby like any second. Oh wow. So shout out Britt, who covers the Orioles for the athletic. I think she covers everything now, right? I think she got a promotion. I think so. She deserves it. James, do you want me to go? Are you ready? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm I'm giving out the uh just playing award. Just playing. Goes to JP Crawford, oh. our guy, lowest strikeout percentage in July in all Major League Baseball. Everyone's talking Julio, Julio, Julio. We love Cal Riley, Jake. We don't want Contreras, Jake, Jake, Jake. Why'd you say that, Jake? It's like you guys aren't talking about the right thing. JP Crawford had a hell of a July. Only three games where he didn't have a hit. He just had. Three games with extra base hits in a row. So the offensive numbers are there. Hit 300, had a 360 on base. 75 plate appearances. He struck out four times. Okay. Lowest strikeout rate in Major League Baseball. Way to be JP. Hmm. Nice. JP Crawford. One of the cooler people you're ever going to meet. So I like that. JP Crawford. I don't necessarily have a name for my award. I've been going back and forth. There was this really, I, I've been watching this show alone. You guys know where they just like leave people on like these crazy, like rough terrains. You just got to figure it out yourself. 
And every episode, they have these quotes at the beginning. And uh, Olivia in particular loves these quotes. She's a quote. She's a quote girl. Likes to be inspired by quotes. And there's this one, I forgot who said it, but it just talks about like, you don't know what you're capable capable of until you've like face adversity. Essentially, that's, it's not the quote, but it's something like that. Right. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a name. It's the diamond door. Okay. And what makes diamonds, but pressure. Slaves. Right? And digging out of like the the dwarves like in the snow white they made diamonds too and rubies and emeralds and stuff like that anyways alec bohm my guy has faced some pressure packed situations this year that i believe are going to pay off for him big time okay we remember the media gaffe that he had i think it was jimmy's fault Reading his lips saying, I fucking hate this place. It wasn't I was even- trying to give him an out. Okay, well, he didn't. No, everyone out. else had it. Admits it after that game, you know, faces the adversity. And if you remember, like, he was hitting at the time and it won him some goodwill. So, like, he faces that pressure, comes out looking hot. Mm. Okay, then he's been struggling at the dish, you know, in May and June. But in July, this dude has absolutely gone off. In July, he's got a one daughter, guys. He's sitting 436 with a one daughter in July. And the reason I say this is the diamond award and the pressure and all that stuff is it takes a little bit of time for you to realize and to know that, hey, there are going to be times when I'm in the show where it's hard and I stink. But to be able to now, twice this year, come out of it looking great, that's going to serve Alec Baum in the future. Like, I think this guy is going to turn into what everyone thought he was going to turn into. He's he's learning how to grind. He's learning to, how to accept failures when you can't control what goes on around you. And he's just been, like, finding ways to get out of it and, like, succeed. So I think this year is a huge year for him. And what he's doing now, I think, will will continue over. I don't think he's a one-dot type player. But I think just having that knowledge, like, hey, dude, I can have a shitty month. That doesn't mean my season's over. That doesn't mean I need to go down the AAA. That doesn't mean I'm not good enough to be in the big leagues. Like, he's finding that resilience. And if you're a Phillies fan, you love this guy already, but you're going to love him even more when he's producing. And I think he's going to start producing just because of the mindset that he's got uh, from a couple different situations this year. So shout out Alec, because you're learning how to deal with the everyday grind of being a big leaguer. And I think he's just got the right mindset for it. I just foresee all-star 2023 for Alec Baum. I think that him, him getting that off his chest and then, admitting and accepting it was probably like a weight lifted a little bit like made all those errors i fucking hate this place says it doesn't deny it they cheer for him the next day maybe that was a moment where it was like oh shit he easy to had- win easy to win the crowd over if i just like am honest with him well he basically had identical months in may and june he hit 252 in both months 611 ops in may 609 ops in june so it's two straight months of being like dude i kind of stink you know and that's what you start to think about as a hitter but then he comes back in july and just has this mammoth month going on right now 
And dude, it's just, you, you have to go through those things. And if you want to play, I mean, you're going to go through those things and you have to figure out a way to get over them. If you want to be a big leader for a long time, I think he's figured it out. Good for him. Yep. Beauty. Boom. Do we have a best friend of the week? We do, and it is Ryan Yarbrough. Six innings, one earned, eight Ks, four hits, no walks. He takes the loss in the start, but he wins his first best friend of the week award this year. Good for Yarby, man. Seems like it's been a weird series for the Rays. Been a weird, like, turn for him, how they use him, how he's been pitching. Pitch clock, going to fuck him up next year. Guy's so slow on the mound. Speed it up. Speed it up. Speed it up, Ryan. But good for him. Yes, Trev? Before the stimulator, I'm hyped on that. I forgot to bring this up. We're talking about Trey Turner. I just saw like a random tweet about Trey Turner, okay? I love this, dude. I love watching him play baseball. He's probably one of my favorite guys to watch in the league. Apparently, he knows the Leonardo DiCaprio, like Wolf of Wall Street, like speech. And he will go up and do that randomly. He'll just like walk up on the team bus and just give that speech and fire the boys up. All right, let's have at it. Let's hear him do it. Needs need some video of that. I'm not leaving speech. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I don't know the other words. I was trying to think of the other words. I don't, I don't know, know the words either, but I just, I, I'm just envisioning Trey Turner just like all of a sudden just taking his AirPods out walking up to the front of the bus, taking the mic and just giving the speech and everyone looking at him like, what the fuck is going on? But by the end of it, they're all going, yeah, yeah. That's in my head at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were to hop on an elevator right now and a guy was to walk in or gal and they were wearing a hat of this team and you had... Two seconds. Two, oh, you had a minute to talk about some baseball with them. The Guardians. That's an easy one. What's happening right now? We getting it's Friday, Jimmy. Oh, it's Friday? Oh, shit. I just said I'm getting hyped for the <laughs> stimmy, baby. I'm all thrown off. We basically just had a weekend at the warehouse. It feels like a Monday to me. Totally fair. Uh, uh, is a stimulator set up? My bad. Come on, James. Let mm. the people bathe in Sexy, welcome to Sexy Saturdays. We got... It's a new one. There's new teams. New teams. Dress code is sexy. Oh, my goodness. The third place twins. Well, not third place, but third division winner twins... Face off against the six seed Rays mm. in the wild card. That's gonna get the cash. Don't flow do it, BBD. Rays. No, BBD. I like I have I like the Twins winning that. Uh, Blue Jays and Mariners. Jays. Jays. Them facing off right away. Them facing off way right away is wild. 
We have the Rays and the Astros. Astros. Hmm. And then the Yankees and the Blue Jays. The Jays. You don't need that. Wow. Jays Astros Championship Series. Hot. How about that? Wow. Hot. Brewers and the Phillies. Brewers. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. And then the Braves. Hey, this is the most non in the same division wild card matchups we've had. I think so. Right? Braves and Padres. I don't think we have a single one where it's the same division. Braves versus Padres. Who's wins that? All right. So you have the Braves and the Dodgers in the divisional series. The Dodgers. The Brewers beat the Phillies, and the Mets were sitting there waiting, lining up their rotation. Mets. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Mets, Dodgers. The Mets. Ooh. And boy, the Mets will be playing the Astros or the Blue Jays in the World Series. They're playing Houston. Astros, Mets. World Series. Oh, my God. How about that? Who wins it? The Mets win it. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. My God. DeGrom. Jerry Blevins gets the save in game seven. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's so good at Wordle. He always texts me on the Oh. Jigsaws. Contreras to Seattle, people.